we spend a lot of time in behavioral psychology and like one of the things that we spend our time in is the reason why it's so hard to put this down sean higgins i'm so happy to have you on the imagine ai podcast thank you so much for joining hey chris happy to be here as you know this is a new podcast that's kind of off the back of the Imagine AI Live conference that's happening in Las Vegas three months from now. And we're trying to get the leading AI startups and creators on the pod. And I know that you've got an amazing product that you've been working on that has, does have, is using AI to expand the reach. I just want a one minute thing of what is Better You, the product. Yeah. Better You is a healthy habits companion that helps people find time in the day for their health. And the reason we focus on time, Chris, it's actually pretty simple. When you ask people, what do you do that improves your health? They say a wide variety of things. Exercise, sleep, social connection, mindfulness, meditation, a wide, wide variety, very long tail. But when you ask those same people, what gets in your way from doing these things? 60% of respondents say time. I don't have the hours in the day. I don't have the days in the week. And so our idea was if I could take an AI companion and I could put it on my phone, it could measure how I'm spending my time towards these health goals. It could identify the moments where I'm succeeding or where I'm falling behind and ultimately help me make more time in the day for these things that are really important to my life. I'm sure you have a lot of like user feedback and like stories of people that you know this product helped immensely. Could you tell one of those stories of somebody that greatly benefited from your product? Yeah, I actually think about a faculty member from Rowan University up in New Jersey. And we work with their uh, students and staff. That's who we were working with there. And this guy was someone who was not the most active person, but he started out on his Better You journey. He started kind of making some strides here and there. And it was funny, I actually caught up with him six months ago. So he'd been on the platform for two years. And now he went from averaging, you know, three or 4,000 steps a day to getting close to 15,000. He referees in a soccer league and he did it as a way to stay mobile. He learned that he wasn't moving as much as his peer group and he really wanted to be more active. And so he was prompted to go sign up and try other things in his community. And soccer was something he was really, really passionate about. In terms of how we've impacted him, it was huge. It gave him awareness that one, he wasn't as active as he'd like to be. It found times of the day when he actually could be more active, especially his weekends were times when he was kind of pretty idle and identified, hey, it looks like you've got these spots from one to three or one to four. What if we went for a walk? What if we did something? And that's what prompted him to, to sign up. And now he's, he's refereeing at a time when we have a major referee shortage in the United States, especially for youth sports. So it's a, a, a win all around. That's that's amazing to hear. That's that's really cool. And I, I, how how big is your clientele? Like, how many people use the app today? Yeah, yeah. So we we actually don't share our member numbers, but I can tell you we've impacted tens of thousands of lives positively, which means people have improved on the product over the past year. And I can also say we work with over a hundred organizations. Uh, these could be employers who make our app available to their team members. These can also be colleges and universities who are looking to improve student health and well being. How are you using AI to improve your product or the customer? 100%. So it's evolved over the years. The one thing I think that's funny when we think about AI, you know, oftentimes when I chat with people and I think about AI, they're looking for generational AI. They're looking for chatbot type experiences. They're looking for, you know, Dolly or Midjourney and creating lifelike images out of, out of prompts and stills. We don't use AI in that context. We use AI in a prediction context. 
So what Better You is doing is it's looking at different data sources. What is Sean doing on his phone? Who is Sean on his phone when he's at work versus at home? How does Sean on his phone on a Wednesday differ from Sean on his phone on a Saturday? And we use these disparate data sources to create a digital profile. This profile is what is Sean likely to do if presented in these same situations or these same scenarios in the future? From there, right, we're able to make predictions. We can see patterns, almost like branches of a tree, where if I'm on my phone at 9.35 and I want to be in bed at 10 and I'm going for my third YouTube video, we can start to see those branches going outside of where I actually want to be, which is in bed in 20 minutes, and we can do something about it. For us, the power of AI is the power of redirection. It's the power of understanding these contextual factors, putting it together in a profile, and then testing thousands of scenarios against that profile to determine what are the most likely areas where we should intervene and where should we let Sean do his thing because he's probably going to be okay anyway. I love that. So if I understand correctly, this app, it's like very opt-in. Like the user's got to open up the app to be able to get all of this data from your phone and the various apps you use. Yeah, you're, you're right. So we ask people for permissions to the goals they set. So if I have a goal to call my parents, for example, better you will ask me for contacts permission. If I have a goal to go to the gym, better you would ask me for location permission. If I don't set those goals, better you won't ask me those things because it doesn't need access to that data because you're not looking for help in those goal categories, right? So it's really a choose your own adventure where we'll help you with, you know, we can help you with steps and sleep. We can help you visiting physical places. We can help you with how you're spending time on certain types of app experiences, but it's up to you. The things that you need help with, that's where we're going to ask for those permissions. And that's ultimately where we'll help you. Great. And do you have an, is it an iOS and Android app? Correct. Correct. We work with both iPhone and Android since, man, it's coming up on four years now. <laughs> wow. So, and when did you start your startup? Over five years ago, October, October 15th, 2018. Okay. And last question I want to get into with AI is just like as a team, as a startup, how many employees now and what AI tools do you find the most beneficial for running the day-to-day -day and your startup oh. in general? Internally, internal use of AI. That's a fantastic question. So looping back, better you were a team of 27. We're hiring, we're growing that team up to the low 30s here in, in Q1 of 2024. For us, in terms of tools we're using, I think I've been most impressed with things like uh, on the development side, Copilot by GitHub. Uh, you know, my, uh, Microsoft also has an offering through Copilot. Copilot takes a lot of the grunt work out of coding, right? You can say, hey, make me a function that is going to organize our user base into these four classes based on these attributes, and it'll whip up a function that'll do that instead of you having to think and then you know go through some of the logic pieces. You still obviously need to understand what you're doing from a high-level perspective, but it can take away a lot of the tedious uh, code work. So that's one I would definitely mention. I also think even the basic things, you know, things like um, ChatGPT or Bard can be very helpful in day-to-day -day if you're in a technical role when you're looking to build queries in SQL or you're looking to write some Python. The thing I do worry about a little bit with those tools is because it's a self-trained model, I almost feel like it was better before it was um, massively open, right? So if I'm building a, an LLM and I'm training that LLM off of data that's coming in, if that data is not very good, right? If I'm feeding it bad SQL queries, which let's be honest, Chris, I am, I'm not very good. I'm not, I'm not that most technical guy. 
if it's being trained off of those SQL queries, it might be learning how to be slightly worse at SQL than it was before I started you know, spamming it with queries. But it's still very useful. It's very helpful for a lot of the basics. And just like Copilot, it takes a lot of the legwork out. I would say those are the two that we're using today that have been very, very effective. On the sales and marketing or business side, there's a tool we really like called ByWords. It's B-Y and then words. And it helps you create from outlines. It helps you create content. So a paragraph here, you know, an, an article, a white paper here. And again, you have to go in and edit it, make sure it's hitting the points you want. But it does a very effective job of just kind of creating ideas from a list of bullets, which oftentimes is the hardest part, right? If you have an idea for an article or for a, a, a slide deck, you might have bullets, but how do you actually turn that into meaningful content? ByWords does a great job of pulling those pieces together. So those would be two different examples on different sides of the business. That's amazing. What is your message to your team? Like, How do you tell your team to stay at the cutting edge of all these innovations that are coming out around AI so that they keep using these new innovations and feeling like they have the freedom to? It's such an exciting time to be building a company in the space of AI. It's such an exciting time to be building a startup. If you think about in history, we've had these moments of time, like the industrial revolution is certainly one, the invention of the internet, the invention of the smartphone, where access to specialized knowledge or specialized production became ubiquitous. It was everywhere, right? And if the assembly line, you know, what that, the impact that had on the auto industry, making cars available, lowering the price of buying a new automobile, to the internet making information ubiquitous and available, to the smartphone putting that same information in your pocket wherever you go, AI certainly has the potential to be an invention or a game-changing innovation in that same category. And so it's definitely not one to be sleeping on, right, is, is kind of the message we have to the team. In terms of how we help folks practice that, one of our company values is a question. What did you try this week? Every single week, every single team member tries something new. That doesn't mean it always has to be an AI tool. It could be I'm trying a new way of messaging for my marketing campaign. It could be I'm trying a new third-party tool. I wanted to see how it worked. I wanted to learn about Lambda functions and AWS, whatever it might be. We always want to be trying and iterating and learning. And because we've incorporated that into our core values, it's a question that managers ask their teams. It's a question that we'll ask at our leadership and quarterly meetings. And some of those key insights and learnings, they bubble up and the team can share them broadly. That's how we find out about new products, new things that are going on. We have team members that are very in tune with, you know, whether it's the right, you know, Twitter accounts, whether it's the right, you know, other influencers who are very knee deep in the space, other companies building in this space. That's how we've been able to build a, a virtuous cycle of learning around the space. Is there anything else you want to say about your company or what you're working on? We spend a lot of time in behavioral psychology and like one of the things that we spend our time in is the reason why it's so hard to put this down. So what is the product rooted in? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, for us, we follow a lot of behavior design. So uh, Dr. BJ Fogg out of Stanford, but even at a deeper level, I would say our product is based around several hacks that our phones have incorporated into them that make it very hard to put them down. The primary one that we solve for at Better You is something called the menu problem. And the easiest way to think about the menu problem, Chris, is you go out to your favorite restaurant. So for me, it's Cecil's Deli in, in St. Paul. I love Cecil's Deli. And I don't know if you've been there, but they've got a menu that is oh, yeah. a mile long. You can order so many different things there. It's unreal. And every time I order kind of the same one or two things, I pick, I pick a Sasha or a Ruben, that's what I get. 
Now, Cecil's Deli could probably go make me some like crazy pasta concoction if I asked them to do that. If I was like, hey, it's not on the menu. Could you please do this for me? But the number of times I've actually done that is zero. I've never done that. Versus every other time I pick something off of the menu. So which choice really matters? The one that I make or the person who picks the options that I get to choose from? By making spaghetti not available, I'll never pick it. It'll never be in front of me. And so my phone, the realization for us is my phone is a series of menus. When I'm on Gmail, I can refresh, I can compose a message, I can scroll. The option to call mom will never be there. If I'm on YouTube, the same thing. If I'm on Twitter, the same thing. And so what we do, what we strive to do at Better You is to understand the menus that you spend your day or your life on and make sure that the options you care about are front and center on those menus so it's easier to pick them. Man, you, you managed to give me some goosebumps uh, with that. That's really inspiring. It, it really is. And it makes a lot of sense. You know, we all are kind of controlled by our phones these days, it seems. And it, I'm glad that there's people like you and companies like you that are trying to have a beneficial impact in social media and our cell phone usage. Sean, thanks so much. Yeah, I've met you in person uh, before and it's it's so nice to talk with you again. And just uh, that energy and the confidence and the vision that you have for your company, it's it's uncomparable to anything else. So it's, I appreciate it. So thanks so much, Sean, for coming on the pod and I wish you and your company the best of luck. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Imagine-